Welcome back to Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. It's all powered by Acute Wealth Advisors, 480-680-6868 to reach out to the team. We do have a representative standing by right now to schedule that complimentary Morningstar portfolio analysis. You guys watching any of the Olympics this year? You know, I watched a couple events and then kind of lost interest and haven't got back to it. <laughs> Me so, too. I think that's the rest of the I mean, world. But we are advertising our super gold appointments, oh. right? <laughs> the super gold appointments. You know, I don't think anybody else is watching either because numbers are way down. I don't know. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe it's it feels so political. I still hate watching the Olympics with no crowd there. But I'll tell you this. Did you see the story about uh, the bonus you get for the gold medalist for the United States? So if you win a gold, you're going to get a $37,000 bonus. Silver gets 22000 and bronze gets a $15,000 bonus. Not bad work for being an Olympic athlete. It still doesn't mean that should be your career path. I don't know if you got I'm trying. Set, you don't so. think I could fit into one of those little bobsleds? <laughs> or how about the guy that just, lay, what is it, the luge, where they just lay on a sled on their back and go 80 miles an hour? Yeah, I mean, Talk how do you rush. even learn how to do that? Like, okay, know. let's try it. Okay, that one didn't go very well. We'll get well. you out of the hospital. We'll give it a shot again, right? And and then, you know, all through high school, you're learning it being called the loser, right? <laughs> <laughs> actually, my, my one of my best friend's uh, brothers in high school uh, did that, actually competed in the Salt Lake Winter Olympics as a loser. Uh, he, did the, he didn't do the skeleton, but he did the, the double luge. Yeah. I don't even know the, the right wording, but uh, it's pretty dangerous. But uh, he was pretty good. I think. But curling is more of my uh, more my style. Just <laughs> slowly, so what? Who am I kidding? I'll take my daughter to the roller rink, and I'm on a pair of roller skates for an hour. And my back hurts for a week. <laughs> I pretty much know my limitations. Four eight zero six eight zero six eight six eight. I do have a quick question about those bonuses. Like the gold medalists receive a thirty seven thousand dollar bonus, and I do want to talk about the market here in a couple of seconds. But if you work for you know in your company or you come across a bonus, you had a good year, you get a nice little forty thousand dollar check. In your opinion, Matt Deaton, what's the first thing you should do? Should you pay some bills on that? Should you put it in a retirement account? What would you advise somebody to do if they got a nice little bonus of about forty grand? You know, I actually had this conversation with a client of mine. Um, they work in a commission industry, and so they have a base salary that they said, okay, what's great is we feel like we can budget around our base salary. And so the commission on bonuses that we get on a quarterly or an annual basis, which varies, that's kind of like our extra money. So what should we be doing with that? And I said, well, look, in my opinion, you probably need to figure out a certain percentage that you say this is going to be our fund money. And then a certain percentage that needs to go towards debt or savings. And so for them, they kind of said, well, we'll probably do like a, a 60, 40 split. We'll save 60%, but we're going to have some fun with 40%. And so that's what they decided. And I think that's a pretty good way to do it because again, a lot of that commission, you know, that's the motivation for you to get out there and make a sell or do something. You, you know, you can see that carrot or the light at the end of the tunnel and say, Hey, that's worth it. I'm going to put in this extra effort because I'm going to get paid and I'm going to be able to enjoy that. So it's nice when you have the ability to say, okay, I can budget around my base income. I've got this extra money, but I'm also going to be wise with it. I'm not going to blow all of it. I'll save a good portion of it, and then we'll have some fun with it. And that's probably a, a pretty good happy medium with the way that you should balance that out. Four eight zero six eight zero six eight six eight. Whether it's a nice bonus from work or maybe you picked up an inheritance and need a little guidance on what to do next, give the team at Acute Wealth Advisors a call. Four eight zero six eight zero six eight six eight. So we were talking a little inflation in segment one, but something else that continues to be the top of the headlines is the market volatility. 
Matt Damon, what are you seeing within the markets and how is it really fluctuating and being shaky from week to week? It's been uh, quite a ride, right? If you go back to the beginning of the year, a lot of ups and downs and how many people are watching the markets right now, watching their 401ks and really paying close attention to this, this up and down, right? And how many of them are out there? You know, I talked to a called from the radio has a hundred percent of his money in Apple stock, mm-hmm. right? And what if, you know, if we make that comparison, Apple stock could be the Cooper Cup of the Super Bowl, which might be his MVP that wins the game for him. But it also might be Odell Beckham, Mm -hmm. right, who gets hurt. And so like a Super Bowl team that has multiple players that needs different things, right? The Rams were shut down in their run game. Odell Beckham went out at halftime, which was a big part of their offense. And all of a sudden at the end, that last drive was with two guys, right? Matthew Stafford and and Cooper Cup, who couldn't have done it without the rest of the team that were doing doing the blocks and all those things and in a good portfolio that with lots of ups and downs and things you want to have some of the things some of the linemen out there that are that are making the blocks that, that are holding up right your your portfolio and then you want to have ideally in in your portfolio and equities hopefully you've got a cooper cup or somebody who's going to come through and provide some growth and things and some stability while the other stuff you know some of your other things might not be doing well and that takes a lot of preparation it takes understanding that the state Age of life that you're at, right? If you're invested like a 40 year old and you're you're approaching retirement, you're probably really freaked out right now because mm. at different times your portfolio in some days or some weeks has lost thirty, forty thousand dollars, and you're like, oh my gosh, right? And you're not feeling very confident about the outcome of making it to retirement or through retirement, and so we can't say enough how important it is to educate yourself, which is what we're doing a lot in our first appointments and is helping our clients understand where they're at and then creating a good plan and taking the time to do it. So then you've got time to work that plan and have it work out for you so that, you know, you can, you know, make it to retirement or going back to that analogy, win that Super Bowl ring. Yeah. You know, in our book, we actually use that analogy. We said, you know, what would it be like to have a team full of 12 Tom Brady's, 11 Tom Brady's that are on the field at one time, right? And again, Tom Brady's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. A lot of people would say he's the greatest. But mm-hmm. if that's all that was on your team, you'd be a terrible football team. If Tom Brady had to block or if he had to be the receiver or the running back, mm-hmm. it's not going to work out very good, right? So you need a bunch of different things going on. And so what I would say when it comes to this volatility that's really important to understand is that you need to have some strategies that are going to help you navigate through this and try to take as much of the emotion out of that. So the first rule of thumb I would give people is one of the biggest mistakes people make is they'll panic during these times. And so to our credit, to our client's credit, and maybe it's because of some of the strategies we have in place, maybe it's part of the education, but we haven't had a bunch of people calling into us and saying, move all my money to cash. Let's, I'm worried about the market. I'm worried about the, you know, this war. I'm worried about this, that, and the other and, and panicking. Right. Now that doesn't mean that they're not having some emotions out there as they see some of this and kind of wondering what that might do, what might happen to their portfolio. But it still means that we need to have that plan because that plan gives you that safety and that security and that peace of mind. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving around and your, your broker is just like, well, just hang in there. It will come back. Don't worry. And that's all they're doing. Then maybe you need to reconsider or figure out something else. If you're doing it on your own and it's keeping you up at night because you're trying to figure out what the steps and the moves that you should be making in this kind of a market, you know, maybe you should be talking to someone that can give you some more, you know, direction and advice, some, a professional that can kind of help you with that. But I think there are three things that, that we're doing right now in our portfolios 
that I think are pretty intriguing for people that they would want to understand that we can kind of dive into. Maybe it spills into the next segment as well. Yeah. But I think if we get into these three things, I think these three things are keys to navigate through some of the stuff that we're experiencing right now that would make a big difference for each individual. Yeah, let's start out, man. Let's get number one. So some of the keys to navigate the market. What do you got for number one? Okay, so we have three strategies to help reduce risk during volatility. And one is a de-risking strategy that we implement across all of our portfolios. So what do I mean by that? Bottom line is, again, like Damon was saying, we want to have our portfolios diversified. But that might mean someone says, okay, I want 40% stock, 60% bonds. I want 60% stock, 40% bonds. Okay, that's how they're initially set up. But if we start seeing a lot of volatility with the markets, let's say there's a bunch of indicators that say the economy's about to crash, that we're going to have a lot of unemployment, people are going to be losing their jobs, there's a bunch of foreclosures, all that kind of stuff starts to build. Well, there would be a lot of valid reasons why you may not want to have 60% in stock, mm-hmm. right? And so... We have built into our portfolio some some algorithms and some other strategies that would de-risk our portfolio. And what that means is would reduce the exposure to stock based on some of these other indicators. Now, that doesn't mean we're a day trader. That doesn't mean we're making these knee-jerk reactions every time you turn on the TV and there's a headline that says this is happening, the market's up 1% or it's down 1%. We're not reacting in that way. We're striving to look at the overall trend of the market and look for opportunities to say, look, right now it pays to be aggressive or right now it pays to be a little bit more conservative and then make those necessary adjustments in the portfolio. So again, a lot of people over the past year and a half, two years have fallen back in love with stocks. Mm -hmm. They've experienced a huge rise. They're probably more weighted towards stocks than they ever have been because of how much growth they've received. Well, the problem is, is you're not going in and rebalancing and adjusting that. And then if you don't have some strategies of how you're potentially going to de-risk, you potentially could lose all of the gains that you've received over the past year and a half or two years. And again, I've, I've used this example, but the ARC funds with Kathy Wood in 2020, those funds were up 77%. Well, then next year, 2021, they were down 21%. So far this year, they're down like 33%. They've given up all of the gains that they received in 2020. And so... Again, if you were like on cloud nine thinking, man, I just you know made 77% of my portfolio, and then you fast forward a little over a year later, mm-hmm. and you've lost all of your gains, well, where, what did that get you? It didn't get you anything. You're, you're back to zero. And so you need to have some ways to say, okay, I've taken, I've captured some gains. I'm going to shelter when it makes sense. I'm going to de-risk where it makes sense. And so that would be step number one, okay. is what is your plan to reduce risk in a strategic way when volatility starts to spike. How do you control going down that 10 or 20 or 30% and then bailing out of the market and making big mistakes because you got really emotional about your investing because you didn't have a plan in the first place? That is step number one. All right, let's stop right there. We got to take a quick break. We're talking about some of the keys to navigate the market. And one of them is plan to reduce risk when volatility starts to spike. All right, we'll get the next two keys after we take a quick break. 480-680-6868 to reach out to the team at Acute Wealth Advisors. And Matt did mention it just a minute ago about the book. It's called Success in the New Retirement. It is the essential guide to the ever-changing retirement landscape. We do have a free chapter available right now at successinthenewretirement.com or when you schedule that consultation, we'll give you a free copy of the book, successinthenewretirement.com. Quick break, we're back with more. This is Success in the New Retirement with Damon Roberts and Matt Deaton. I hear the voice of the preacher from the back room. 